Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, when I work for him, we are hard at work connecting our faith to our nine to five. Today, we're talking about unity in the community. Is it possible? Can we serve our community and make an impact You and me, can we do it? Can we bridge the gaps between the church? Can we break down the walls of the body of Christ and, I don't know, just interweave each one of us to impact our community? I don't know, this may come as a shock to you, but there are gross and just huge, I didn't mean the word negative gross, but just so huge needs in our community. And today, we're going to talk about those needs. Today, we're going to tell you how you can get connected, how you can make an impact in your neighborhood, in your schools, and in Tampa Bay, and get an idea. If you're listening outside of Tampa Bay today, get an idea how you can get this going. I got three guys in the studio today that will absolutely tell you how to start this in your community around the country and around the globe. Whether you're listening to us right here in Tampa Bay or on iHeartRadio, tune in. Maybe later on on the iTunes podcast, however you tune in today, we pray to the beginning of the show that something that we say today, we pray that it always comes from the heart of our Heavenly Father. But I always pray that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith, to connect the fact that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me. Maybe the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. We got a full house here today representing Faith Tampa Bay. We've got Kurt Scher. He's the executive directory of Faith Tampa Executive Directory. He is not the directory, he's just a director of Faith Tampa Bay. We got Bart Azzarelli with Dallas One Corporation. It used to be just Dallas One Construction, in case you've heard that before. Dallas One, Bart Azzarelli interconnected around Tampa Bay, bringing us faith to the forefront, wherever he can go, and his passion is Faith Tampa Bay. We also have, last-minute add-on, J.P. Klaus. Not last, but least, but a last-minute high-powered connection, J.P. Klaus. Gentlemen, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank, Thank you, Jim. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. You know, we're just going to start off talking about Jesus and how he's making an impact in your life. That's the way we always start every show. So talk to me about what you've seen Christ do recently in your life where you, could, you noticed his hand in your life. Go ahead, Kurt Share. You know, I think this really just happened recently as I began to pray about the things that God is leading us towards and what He is calling me personally and how to lead my family and how to lead my marriage. Um, there's a lot of things in the process uh, that we kind of don't have time for. 
we uh, we don't have patience for it. And uh, so we try and get out there ahead of God sometimes. And I think here recently, there's been a couple things in my life in particular that I had to lay before the throne. And as I laid them before the throne and really lifted up just my prayer to God of, of God, this is yours. You show me. Um, I think recently he's been showing me some things that he is working when I'm resting. And Amen to that. I'm working. Good thing. He's resting, <laughs> you know, uh, because I think so many times we like to put it There's in a sermon our, in that. <laughs> I think so. Uh, you know, I, I think so many times I like to take the take the wheel, if you will, and uh, and then in this faith walk, you come to realize more and more every day that all he's looking for is obedient, faithful servants. Um, so anyway, that's been big for me lately. Obedience, yeah, that's one of those things. Wow, obedience. Bart Azzarelli, talk to me about how you've noticed the Lord working in those intimate details in your life. Well, I'll tell you, being a newlywed, you know, two two years now, um, he is showing me that I need to be a better husband, a better father, even at my age. And he's really showing me that by bringing me other young men into my lives who are struggling through some issues. And it's making me dig deeper into the Word and, and re- relating to these guys what they should be doing. And then I go home and I find out that you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you, you trip and fall a lot, but you get up, you wipe yourself off, you ask for forgiveness, and, uh, and you move forward. So he is showing me uh, new things and how I should be acting uh, around the house, around the businesses, and, and around the ministries, and uh, to be more like him. And that's a hard thing to do, but that's what he's been showing me. It is a hard thing. J.P. Klaus, talk to me about how you have noticed recently the Lord's hand in your life. Well, I tell you what's been really, uh, um, really stand out to me since I've just taken on this position in the last two months is that um, before that I was a student pastor for almost six years, and you find a lot of times that you're always on the the move to try to get things accomplished. As, uh, as serving a local body of a church, and there'd be times where I say, you know, if I could just put in one more hour, I could get this done. If I could put in one more hour, I could get this done. But the Lord began to really reveal to me as I took over this position every day to really seek after His will and His and His desire for that day, not just for my life, but for that day. And He began to show me that when I go after Him, when I ask Him, do I step to the left, do I step to the right, and I follow that in a, in a passion with eyes wide open, the doors begin to open up because He's already prepared the way. And in that process of preparing the way already for me, I'm finding that I'm able to to, uh, he's able to use me to accomplish more things that I ever could have accomplished in that, in, in that time frame where before I felt like I had to put in hours upon hours and I still wasn't getting there. Kurt, before you take that drink, 30 seconds or less, just give a real quick intro into Faith Tampa Bay. Faith Tampa Bay is a organization that was birthed years ago, and it has no other mission um, than to see the body of Christ become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Um, we want to empower and enable a group of people to get out and show Jesus Christ's love to people that are lost, dying, and hurting every single day. Each one of these guys has their own story. We got J.P. Klaus in studio. We got Kurt Sharon. We got the famous Bart Azzarelli yes. with yes. Dallas One. No, absolutely. And, and, and what makes Bart famous is is not that he's been a rock star, but he's a rock star in the fact that he's got a heart and passion for ministry in Tampa and any, anything that's going on. People are like, wow, Bart Azzarelli's been talking about this. This is good. So, Bart, you've got a, you are known in the community for really having your faith at the front of what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's why you're famous. In my eyes, that puts you at the top of the book. Because I love that. You're an example for me. 
But it's not about me. I understand. Yeah, it's not about me. But I understand. But you've used the popularity of your company as a platform for Christ. And I wish more Christians would do that. Nice. Amen. So we can start. We can, Let's get that done. How do we do it? What do we got to do? Let's do it. All right. So we're talking about Faith Tampa Bay, Bart. And this is something that, that really grew in your heart. And, and, and now it's expanding. How did it start off? Ed Coble was the chairman of the Luis Palau coming to Tampa in 2007. We met for about three years, and at the beginning of 2007, Ed said, we've got, to, we've got to keep this going where churches are connected. So we started Faith Tampa Bay, and he looked at me, and he says, you're the chairman. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whatever you say, sir. So uh, I became the chairman. For five years, we did everything wrong because we were doing stuff that we thought we were supposed to do. It was all about Faith Tampa Bay. Finally, I told the board of directors, I said, we're not going to do anything until we hear from God. Amen. And it was... Um, well, it was five years after that. Uh, I mean, it was it was two more years, and I was at a Luis Palau President's Council, and they showed a video as to what they were doing in Portland where a church was connected with a school that was run down, and it just revitalized the school spirit and everything. And God hit me across the face with a two-by-four and said, can't you see? This is what you do. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And that was Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon. You know, there... I there's a lot of stuff going on in Portland, Oregon. I mean, there, there is a movement of God in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and on the left coast, where there's an area where they're, it, they're not just unchurched. They just don't know God. That's right. There is some amazing things going on in Portland. I mean, I've had several people on the show from Portland talking about the movement of Christ Amen. out there. Awesome. Like a guy that starts churches and old motels, and they refurbish the motels and have church people run the motels. They provide outstanding service, and they have church in the motels on Sunday. Fantastic. That's awesome. I mean, it's just, I mean, just cool stuff. I'm still trying to get the guy on the show because he's really hard to get a hold of, but, you know, I'm always working that. All right, so give me the vision, Kurt, of, of Faith Tampa Bay. Give me the vision of what you're trying to do. Our vision is basically to empower the body of Christ, to get out there and be just an agent of hope and love in their community. So okay, that's that's really cool. Yeah, that sounds now, great. Now let's talk about what that really means. <laughs> Basically, what we want to do is we know that there's a lot of churches out there that they have hearts and desire. They know God's called them to love on those that are underloved and underserved, that don't have hope. And, and I know so many of these pastors that, man, they know that that's the vision. That's what God would have of them. But they don't have the resources, the manpower, um, the ability to go out, find things to do or vet the things to do because let's be honest some of the people you know you have to be very careful on who you're serving and why you're serving and what you're doing um and so these some of these churches don't have that ability and so what faith tampa bay is afforded to a lot of these pastors is the ability to say hey listen let let god show us the needs let us let god show us and reveal to us where he would have us to go and then you as the church man just provide the manpower you're going to be the agent of change you're going to be the ones to follow up you're going to be the ones to love on and encourage and show them christ but man let us help you get outside the walls and just do something awesome in your community i don't know what has caused the church to to get i don't know all stuck in their box and it's not universal obviously but churches are struggling with how to reach out to the community anymore. And I don't know whether I, I don't know what it is. How do you get churches? And, and either you or Bart can answer this, how do you get churches to get out of that box? Okay, Kurt. Because that's I mean, churches are stuck. I mean, there's there's a lot of churches just stuck and they know how to minister within their body, but they have no idea how to break out. That's right. And, and you know, honestly, Jim, I think sometimes what's happened is we've let society tell us 
that we can't go into areas right. and do this. We've let the world around us put fear in our hearts of we're not wanted and we're not needed. When the reality is the world that that God is trying to minister to, they are in dire need and want of what the church offers. Now you'll have politicians all day long tell us that no, the government's got this. We got you know the church dropped the ball. We picked up the ball. The government's got the programs to take care of people. Absolutely. And and, and, and how true is that statement? Well, I know. on that truthometer that they do after the the, uh, the the debates, how would that rank? Mostly false or mostly true? Mostly false. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you hate that it's that way, but they just can't because the needs are growing greater and greater and greater every single day the government just can't i mean it can't meet all of the needs that it, that it has in its community that wasn't what the government was there for in the first place that's what the body yeah, of christ the was there for job, yeah. all right now jp you get to take this to a different angle I do. okay so kurt's out there working with churches getting to get outside of the box but you get to get the churches outside the box and minister where in the schools the public schools which come, are come on told. no you're yeah, not allowed yeah, churches right. in a lot of the public it's, schools Wait they're closed that's what you hear if the, all the time. fcc calls that we didn't say that on air we can't yes. go into public schools come on yeah that's it and, and it's, it's a blessing really well what, what, what we do is we go in and we basically say this not this is what we're here to do take it or leave it what we're asking is we're saying this we're saying where is the gaps where is the need and we're no strings attached we want to come in and we want to serve and we want to fill those gaps you have are the public schools really willing to share that they have needs if you didn't have me turn off my phone i would show you that my phone is ringing off the hook because i made these guys turn off their phones because their phones are ringing off their hook. <laughs> uh, I, right now if i can just be real frank you can be frank, hey, the frank. School, especially on this the show schools are ready the schools are ready. There's so many schools that are in need. We're, we need the church to be ready. Talk to me about what kind of needs. Uh, well, they, they Just want, give me some basic broad categories. Uh, you have the needs of uh, connecting with ones. A huge one is mentorships. And that is where you have a kid who's in maybe um, you know having some, some deep-rooted issues and doesn't know how to connect. Maybe the family is not doing well at home. You just have someone that comes to hand just going to connect with you, spend time with you, do groups like that. So mentorships all over the place. There's ones we uh, just started up in other schools. Uh, um, that's uh, really good, and that is uh, helping even to show love to the teachers, where a lot of them don't. They run short on supplies, so it could be as simple yeah, as they're, they're struggling. Hey, we're talking today with three guys from Faith Tampa Bay. You can find out more about Faith Tampa Bay online at faithtampabay.com. We've got J.P. Klaus. He's the director of school relations. We got Kurt Sherry. He's the executive director of Faith Tampa Bay, and we got Bart Azzarelli. He's the kingpin. Yes, he is. The Lord laid it. The <laughs> Lord laid it on his heart a decade ago, and he's the guy that keeps getting more volunteers and more hired people to get this thing done. And it's it's okay. Bart, kingpins in this realm is a good thing. It's a good thing. Anytime, if you need to throw something at me, you go ahead and throw something at me. It, it was your faith that the Lord said, "Okay, go, Bart." And you realized five years into this that this just wasn't working. What you guys were trying to do, absolutely. And, and you changed. Faith Tampa Bay from going one direction to this new direction, which is what? Which is basically showing the love of Christ in the schools by the church. That was the new direction. That's the direction we started. And then I kept asking the Lord, is this something you want me to do? Because I don't feel equipped. And I saw Kurt one day in our church. And I said, hey, Kurt, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm helping uh, uh, with the youth group. Do now. And I said, well, that's great, but what are you doing professionally? He said, I'm seeking the Lord right now. You know, I resigned from my other job five months ago, and I thought for sure I'd have a job by now, but he hasn't given me one. And the door was open. I met with Kurt, and it became very clear to both of us that he was the man. And God had prepared him because 
<laughs> he had a construction background. Then he has a ministry background. And not only do we go into schools now, we go into homes and we help to repair and to upgrade homes for people who are underprivileged and can't do it. Yes. We work with the city. We work with the county. And uh, God is expanding this Amen. ministry. Go ahead, Kurt. You want you? He was jumping at the microphone, but I gave it to Bart first. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I I was just speaking back to the school thing because, it, you know, a lot of the needs are are very tangible to the church that that people may look at and go. I, I interviewed about eight teachers before we ever started, and I found out that on average, a teacher spends between five hundred and a thousand dollars of their own money every year to equip their own class. That's just mind-blowing to me. They make no money as it is, and then they have to spend the money they do have to equip their own class. And then you ask, hey, so give me one of the like the greatest needs. And it was, if people would just write encouraging letters to me mm-hmm. and tell me that I'm worth something invaluable, it would mean the world to me. You see, Jim, it's not, the church doesn't have to try to invent these crazy things and spend tons of money to show Christ's love. We just gotta be open to go, hey, listen, you're valuable. You're worth something. And, and then when we show that type of love, the question is inevitably always asked, why are you doing this? And at that point, and this is where JP runs with it, at that point, there's a, there's a platform that we just begin to say, man, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you why I'm doing this, because ultimately Christ did it to me. <laughs> um, and so it's just, you know, it's just an amazing thing that God's put us in. And that's where, you know, my heart is just for, for churches to realize, I don't care if you're 15 members or if you're 15,000 members, there's something you can do. Mm. You've just got to be open, willing, ready, and then listen. And then there are hundreds of different things that you can do. And and which in turn, just it blows your spirit up so much for you to see, wow, God used me in a really crazy way. And it's almost like this, this thing that draws you to, hey, I got to do it more. I got to keep doing this because this is why God created me. I don't want to stop doing this, but you got to do it once to even see, wow, this is awesome. You know, so it's just, I mean, we just keep going. All of this launched out of a Luis Palau event back in the mid 2000s and put on the shoulders of Bart Azzarelli. And as he ran with this, the Lord gave him a specific instruction on what he should be doing and how we impact the community. You know, I came up with this verse for you guys. Uh, this First uh, Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And if there's one verse that describes what you guys do, that's it. You're just encouraging people to use those gifts to impact their community. So we've got in studio today, Kurt Scher. He's the executive director. He's he, he, he he's the guy that's getting it done, working with churches. We've got J.P. Klaus. He's the director of school relations. And we got in studio Bart Azzarelli, the big kahuna, who really the <laughs> Lord laid this on his shoulders. And in a humble fashion, he started growing this ministry where the body of Christ is impacting the community in lots of different places. Kurt, as we look at the impact you're making on churches and how you're helping churches to engage their community, how's that? what's that look like? You know, it's a lot easier than, than one may think. You, uh, As I began to meet with pastors in different venues, uh, meet with churchgoers who just go, man, we're just looking to do something. They connect me with a pastor. Um, what I'll do is I'll go just sit and spend time with a pastor. Here's heart. Here's vision. Um, just begin to see, man, what is it that God, you, how would you, you brought us together? What would you have us to do? Um, and then we just step away from that meeting. Um, and I just begin to really pray. And, and Faith Tampa Bay's goal is that we would get 
um, a service opportunity three to five miles from your church so that mm. it's local to your community. It The follow-up process is very easy so that if you're ministering to a homeowner, um, you know, that's an ongoing thing. She becomes a name to you. She becomes personal. And so, you know, as you begin to show pastors, hey, look, you tell me how many volunteers, you tell me your resources, you tell me what your desire to do is, and then I'll go find the project. Um, it really, it takes... It takes a lot of the responsibility from that pastor who... Because they're overwhelmed. I mean, they're grinding every day. That's right. Sunday's always coming. And, uh, you know, it's messages and hospital visits. And so we're just trying to be even a a blessing to them to go, hey, let us be your local mission pastor. <laughs> let us let us go out and find it. And then I'll vet it. Um, that way... But when, where are you finding these projects? I mean, there's so many needs out there. I mean, literally, you can trip over needs. You're walking out the studio within a quarter mile here. There's needs all over the place. How are you finding out needs? I mean, how are you finding them out? Okay. So in, in our on our home portion of things, um, there's a couple different lists. I have multiple uh, county code enforcement officers that call me every week. So county code enforcement oh, officers. And they've got guys that are, I mean, they're- They have lists of people. Oh, list upon list upon list. And so, you know, there's some of them that, that were able to help. There's some of them that they're so far beyond what a capable, you know, because I'm not going to put the church in a in a place where um, they end up not being a blessing. I'm not going to put them in a in a situation where it's not a win for the homeowner and the kingdom. You know, I want your people to walk away going, okay, we're doing this next week, right? Because this was awesome. Well, and there's no liability exposure there for the church if they go in and help fix something for somebody. Is there liability exposure for the church? Because the church people literally listen to me and go, wait a minute. Especially insurance-minded people, like or the, or the attorneys going, well, what about what about the liability exposure? What if we do something and somebody gets hurt? Yeah, you know, God has been really faithful. We have all the waivers. We have our own attorneys that have we've signed waivers and everything's taken care of. Homeowners agree to everything. We everything's documented. Everything's taken care of, and then we just pray that God puts a hedge of protection around us and and we do that. As of this date, <laughs> that hasn't happened, Jim. Right, and we're not knocking on wood because that's not really a Christ-like thing. Okay, so county code enforcement people. You also are dealing with some other county people who know of needs of people that are just struggling. I mean, there, aren't there some other people that you're dealing with within the county, Bill, to get some of those inside lines on, on needy? Oh, we've got – there's multiple different people within the city that we work within with. Within cities, okay. Um, and so I can tell you there's a, there's a list of 1,000 homes right now in one of those departments that that 1,000 homes are all homes that can't take care of themselves, are in trouble, need help, and need somebody to step in because the list continues to grow every single day. They may do four homes, but on the list that day came 10 more homes. So it's going backwards. So if let's just say there's a construction project and somebody's front stairs need to be redone or maybe it's right. a, it, the front uh, porch awning or whatever, it needs to be re-roofed or whatever. So you go out and find these projects to match it up to the skills of the people within a certain church, and who pays for the materials? You know, the church assumes all, this is the church's mission project. Okay. So, the so they're raising might, the money for the project. Too. Doing the, and, and then, you know, then it becomes it's theirs. I mean, this is something that they contributed to. They paid for. They, you know, they loved on. And what you find out is in your church, you have roofers and you have guys that do all this. So the cost is far less than what you may anticipate. We're talking today to the team from Faith Tampa Bay, faithtampabay.com. Their work is to help you, the body of Christ, to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community, working with people in the county level, the city level, and now the public school level. We've got Kurt Scherer in the studio, we've got J.P. Klaus, and we've got... 
We've got Bart Azzarelli. I'm not going to put another name. These guys want to keep making up big names for him. Superman, Bart Azzarelli. No. Yeah. Bart Azzarelli, who's got a heart and a passion for our community and for using his skills and his influence for the body of Christ. And Bart, you brought these two guys in here today to share what's going on, the, the how you've helped pass things on to them. What's the biggest thing you want people to hear today about Faith Tampa Bay? That we're the hands and feet of Jesus and that we need help doing that. We can't do what God's called us to do alone. He's called the whole church to do it. And for us to to reach out and just ask. And, and when you ask, you, you don't have because you, you, you have not because you've asked not, okay? And, and when we go out and ask, most of the churches say, yeah, we're there. We're there. We've gone by some churches and we've asked them, you know, this is what we do. Well, we're, we're not ready for that. Okay. We just wanted to let you know that we're here. Then we get a call from them. You know, six months to a year. Hey, we want to do something. We want to do something. That's happened quite a few times, and mm-hmm. and it's it, it's it's awesome. So you know, we we just we just want to continue to push forward with what God has us to do. Now, the secrets on this ministry and how you put it all together, Bart. Are you willing to share those secrets with any community out there in the country? Absolutely. I, I didn't figure the answer would be no, but I want to hear it on the air. So now he's he's on here. <laughs> if no you doubt. are living in a community other than Tampa. Anywhere else around Tampa Bay, or maybe you're in a community across the country or around the world. These guys have been engaging churches to be able to identify, are they willing? And then they're working with cities and counties and communities to identify needs, and they're connecting them up. And they will teach you how to do it if that's what you is on your heart and your passion. JP, you're working with this public school system. Yes, sir. Which everybody listening is thinking, really? I had no idea you could work with the public school system. And I know... There are some phenomenal public school teachers out there that are working their butts off. They and, are. And, and they're struggling. They are. How do you engage? How do you find out the needs within the public school system? Well, I have the best job in the world, and this is why, because I get to go to a school, set up a meeting with a principal or the AP, and basically say, what is it that we can do to help? What can we do to fill the gap? And then I really just stop talking and I allow them to begin to share because our goal is not to get in there and say, this is what we do. Our goal is to say, okay, where can we fill in a gap, uh, an area in your school that you say, man, I mean, if we just had um, extra bodies, we had extra hands, we had extra help here, this would be wonderful for someone to step in this area. So I, a lot of times I get to go in and just really begin just to get hand cramp by writing down the needs of a school, whether it be uh, helping with uh, um, uh, connecting with their parents, is, uh, maybe a simple task of passing out water bottles in their drive-through line because it gets so extensive. Whatever the need is, is way is ways to allow the teachers to focus on the classroom, and they see uh, uh, people that are volunteering their time, showing the love of Christ by saying, "Hey, we're we're just here to serve. We're here to connect. We're here to do what we can." With realizing that this is our community, I tell churches all the time: stop driving by these schools to go to your church and not realize that you have a mission field right there next to you. So how often when you mention that you want to be the hands and feet of Christ to the to their to that school community, how often do they say, "Hey, you know, separation of church and state, you got to get out of here." Personally, I can only speak from me and I've never had one yet. I honestly have. As a matter of fact, I've had I've had people say, "When can you begin? Can you do this now?" I'm like, "But one of the one of the things that we bathe that we bathe in Faith and Bay is prayer." So what we say is, you know, listen, I want to take this listen, I want to pray for it because we want really God to guide us in what we should be doing. And it, whether it's it's uh, um, something that we feel like, hey, this is God's stamp on approval, move forward on this. Kurt, he, the other thing you have to realize is we, when we go in to a school, we're not going in as, "Hey, this is." 
man, this is our church and we're coming in here. Basically, we've gone before them and said, hey, listen, I have an army of volunteers who just wants to come serve. So they really don't even know we are a church or that this is a church coming until they ask the question. And at that point, at this at this stage, no school has looked at us and said, no, we don't want your help. All right. We are talking today with the team from Faith Tampa Bay Red here, and I work for him. We've got Kurt Scher. He's the executive director. we got J.P. Klaus, the director of school relations, and we got Bart Azzarelli. It was originally laid on Bart's shoulders about a decade ago. And, Bart, as you have carried this forward, and we've got a lot of people just tuning in now for the first time, as you've carried Faith Tampa Bay forward and, and the Lord laid it on your heart and you've been the leader of it, what do you want people to know about the impact that Faith Tampa Bay is making already on Tampa Bay? Well, it's – I want them to see that there's the love out there, okay? They're, they're helping people. Um, there's, we're reaching out. We're partnering with other organizations that do certain things. Uh, it, it isn't about Faith Tampa Bay. It, it's right. about the community itself and how we're impacting the community – through the churches, not not through, and also a lot of businesses uh, mm-hmm. join in too because we have a super board of directors that's behind us that have a passion. I mean, a passion right. for what Faith Tampa Bay does. If you don't have a passion for it, then we don't want you on the board. We don't need you on the board. But these guys have a passion for it. They put a lot of their own money and their own blood, sweat, and tears into doing stuff for the community that. Is brought to us. Well, uh, talk to me. I mean, you said you got this fantastic, unbelievable board. Who are some of those people on the board? Oh, some of the people on the board: Ray Reary Sr., Ray Reary Jr., uh, Jim McCullough, uh, Murray Holmes, uh, Burke Hedges, Paul Worth, um, David Nelson, um, Bernie Curry, uh, Travis Lawhorn, myself, and we've got five more spots available. Five more spots available. And, and what you're looking for is people that want to be part of connecting. Here's what they're talking about doing. If I'm going to put in my own words, what Faith Tampa Bay is all about is connecting the needs of the community to a church that wants to meet the needs of the community mm-hmm. and being that connector and starting that process of connecting the needs that are within a three to five mile radius of your church to your church body to give you a specific way to touch people in the community. Because that's, that's what Jesus did. He fed people. And then he t- called them to repentance. He touched people's lives, and then he called them to repentance. We get the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. It's bound to bring about change. Kurt, talk to me about within y- – y- you got on the website, it talks about these two programs, Blue and Welcome Home. What are those two about? Talk to me about Blue first. Blue is actually our, our school portion of the things. And, oh, so and- don't talk about that. We'll let JP talk about that then. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome Home, then, is the is – the, area of our ministry where we just want people to get back to their home in a place where they feel outstanding about it. The problem is, Jim, you and I, we love to go home, man. That's where we rest. That's where we relax. We kick off our shoes. There, I mean, there are thousands of homeowners in this community that they would rather be anywhere but their home because of what deplorable condition it's in or what letters they're getting on their door or the notes they're getting in their mailbox. And so what we want to do is we, we called it Welcome Home because we want this to be, we want them to feel like they're, they're home, like we feel about our home. And uh, ultimately, we know we can, we can mow a little bit and trim some trees and do a little painting, fix a little thing here and there. But then when we share Christ with them, man, that's when you really want to get back to your place. What kind of response do you get when you start to share Christ with these people and you start to see them? I mean, you've served them first. 
And then you get a chance to share Christ. What kind of response do you, do you see? I mean, how many people are you seeing come to Christ and get involved in a local church? You know, what you what you really find out is a lot of our homeowners are senior elderly disabled, so they okay. really can't even get outside. So they're shut-ins. They're shut-ins. That's right. A lot of them have been believers for a long time. Like, we, we've seen people come to know Christ. Um, actually, we on a couple of our visits, just praying with people and, and accept Christ like that. So we've seen lives change. But what you, what you really find out is, yeah, these people were believers— 20, 30 years ago, and now they've been locked up in their home, and so hope is gone. They just don't. And so for us to knock on the door, for a church to show up with, with smiling faces and to say, hey, listen, Jesus knows who you are. You're here for a purpose and a reason and to be a light to your community. All we do is infuse them with a hope and a passion for them to, you know what, whoever you can share your story with. I don't care if it's your grandbaby, it's your son, your daughter, your aunt, your uncle. Man, just share God's hope and love with somebody. You know, and so we've just been able to, to infuse that in people. Bart, when I, I think maybe you could have found somebody with slightly more enthusiasm than Kurt. I don't know. He's struggling there with that enthusiasm. Now, I saw you and JP you know, talk. I was, I'm kidding. Sarcasm. I, very rarely do I get challenged with enthusiasm in a studio. You and JP were talking while, 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 he was, while uh, Kurt was talking passionately about something. What do you want to say? What, what, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. You guys were talking about it. Okay. Oh, yes. I, w- I was talking about as far as schools and what we're really going after is we, we want to have people to understand that it's not like, just like Bart said, it's not about Faith Tampa Bay. What we want people to understand is we want to connect the local body to the point that we can actually, after maybe a year of uh, partnership and helping them connect with these principles and building relationships, that they are seeing their, their church, their local church, as fulfilling their need and we are able to step away and, and begin maybe the process at a, another school that's in need so what is this blue program all about that i cut kurt off from and i said it's your you get to talk it's, about it it's basically the beautiful uh, beautification of schools and coming in there to try to help with even as far as mulch whether it be uh just uh, helping with uh, any kind of painting and stuff and and really showing the love of students uh, unconditionally and supporting the principals in in the needs that they might have you know a lot of times we found is you can go in as a student pastor, you go into a school, and I was uh, working with the students and doing these clubs, and, and that was some great things. But what I found is it's hard to delegate up. What I mean by that is that we can go, we can share the love of Christ to a principal and to a teacher, and we begin to see life change that way. Then we can see the whole school begin to change because we see the, it coming down. We, sure see, down. we see it working in, a, in a, such a way that the teachers are motivated and want change. We're talking with Kurt, JP, and Bart from faithtampabay.com, faithtampabay.com. JP, you mentioned that mentoring is one of those things that churches can partner with schools to do mentoring, whether it's school, whether it's actually just being a, a father and a kid in a fatherless kid's life, helping kids with school and homework. and li- How, when a church gets involved, the body of Christ gets involved in a local school, and a lot of times these schools would be schools that are struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, what kind of an impact does that make on the school, on their grade? Here in Florida, we've got grades on schools, and an F school will get shut down if it's an F school a couple of years in a row. How is this kind of a program making an impact? Well, what you're seeing is you're seeing when a kid feels like somebody believes they're worth something, that their whole aspect and their whole perception on what they do changes. So when we have a, a man take 30 minutes to an hour of his, out of his week to connect with the student and say, hey, listen, I don't want you to know you matter. 
that there's a there's a savior that says you're made in his image and you matter that's why i'm here and uh, when you see that then that begin that with that change within inside then that kid begins you see you see to see how things begin to change their grades the way the way they interact with adults the way they interact with their teachers because they realize that hey listen i'm i'm worth something there's there's somebody who thinks i'm worth something okay but the problem at times seems like a tidal wave and you're throwing you know like a one brick against the tidal wave to stop it from coming how how do you get past that feeling because there's it seems like there's so much trouble in the world how can one life make a difference one believer at a time with one person in need at a time. That's all I can tell you. It's, you, you. You're right. You can look at it and say, man, this is just too big. But that's why we serve the God we serve, because he can take even our brokenness and our story of our brokenness and how he brought us out of that brokenness and turn it into a story that's worth sharing and worth changing another life. Go ahead, Kurt. I, I think you look at it in, in Old Testament when the Israelites for 40 years marched around the deserts. They had to continue to look back at the altars that were, had been built um, by the generations before them. And I think that's what we have to do. You could look at it and go, wow, this is so daunting and it's almost not even worth it. And we could sit in our pews and we can continue to get spiritually fat. Or we can, can or we can look at it and go, you know what? There was this one person. I made a difference in one person. And that drives you to go, man, I'm not just happy with, I can't just be okay with one. I, if I did it for that one, there, there's got to be another. And sure, you can't look at the masses. Look at the individual. Well, and you never know when that next one person is the next D.L. Moody, Amen. Billy Graham, mm-hmm. Luis Palau. Amen. I mean, that's really the point in all of this is that it may seem daunting, but the Lord hasn't called us to reach everybody. He's called us to reach the ones he's called us hey, to reach. That's right. And, and that's Bart, good. this is all about listening to the needs of the community. This is all about us really seeing where God is working. That's what you said. You, you want to see where God's working and then go there. Instead of getting ahead of God, you're what, you're letting God do the leading. Absolutely. That's what we do. We, mm-hmm. we, we seek God's will. That's what we started. And uh, actually, when Kurt and I started, we said, we, we need to do this, 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 and this. Kurt goes to one school, and next thing you know, is he's getting calls from other schools. So we didn't have to go do anything. Kurt just had to manage what was coming at him and connecting with other, with other churches to do this. Because, and not only did it connect churches with schools, it connected other churches with other churches. Mm-hmm. Even in the same community that hadn't even spoken in years, now they're friends and they're working together in these schools. What's the biggest need that you have, Bart, for Faith Tampa Bay? What's the, I mean, do you need more volunteers, need more churches, need more schools? What, what is your biggest need? Our biggest need would be the passion of people to help to facilitate what we are doing. And because we have so many people coming at us that we don't want to lose the base. We want to have a good base so that we can do what we say we're going to do, but we don't have all of the volunteers. And that's what we're looking really for is volunteers. Yeah, Jim, I, I'll tell you, I, I can speak to that. We, we're in, we, we've touched 10 school campuses at this moment, okay? Like he says, he, Joe gets, I mean, JP gets calls every day. We could be in another 10 tomorrow if, if, if we had the volunteers that would stand up to do it. That's right. Yeah, when we first came on, when I first came on, we saw just even a growth because I'm able just to focus on the schools, and it is just it's just out there. It's waiting. It's low hanging fruit, like I call it, low hanging fruit. Contact these guys off their website, faithtampabay.com. Okay, two final questions. 
People listening today, they want to know how they can get their churches involved, Kurt. How do they get their church involved? Obviously, social media, you can connect with us that way, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But I think what you what the main thing to do is to, to find a segment of people that have the same burden and passion that you have. Man, listen, this, this school is in our vicinity. We, we want to do something in that school. And if they, don't, if they won't hear you, man, call us. They'll hear us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've been able to – God's opened a ton of doors that we walk in, and all we do is say, hey, we have a segment of people. And then what you – start small. Don't try and tackle the beast all at one time. Start small so that you can see the win. And then as your church begins to see the win, more and more people will rally around to cause it. But you can help them with this stuff. I mean, it's Absolutely. not something they have to figure out on their own. No, 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 no. That, we are... You're the connector. Uh, we, that's all we do. We connect people with opportunities. We connect schools with volunteers. It's what God has, has formed us to do right now, and that's what we're doing. So we're seeing a lot of wins in it. Bart Azzarelli, as a business owner and a business leader... You know, there's a lot of business people listening out there to this broadcast whenever they get to it. And they're going, well, how can I, you know, I can see how my church gets involved, but how, what about my business? I have a significant enough business and a significant enough workforce where I, we can have a designated day a month where we just volunteer everybody's time out in the community. Can a business owner grab onto this too? Absolutely. We've had one of our board members, uh, Jim McCullough, he got all of his subcontractors one day and went down and the amazing stuff that they did to one house that really needed it right. and was really bad was was unbelievable. Um, we did that w- with ours. Business owners can get their employees together or subcontractors or whomever they want and say, we want a project to do. They reach out. They want a project to do, and we'll line them up with a project. Uh, the churches can do the pretty much the, the yard work, the cleanup, the stuff of that. But when it comes to major renovations in a home that are needed, it takes more. It takes the business community, and that's well, where they well, can help. It takes help. licensed people too. I mean, you got to oh, license contracts. Absolutely, do that stuff. absolutely. Well, we've got we've got that on our board, so we can we can get the license. We can oversee the job. Nice. Okay, so people, if they're business owners, they can get involved as well. They can act like the church. Okay, so final thing, you get thirty seconds. JP, what's your biggest need? What are you What are you looking for next? Where you're working right now in the public school system? What I need the most is I need people to realize that that they have something they can bring to the table. That stop sitting there thinking, man, I wish there was something I could do, and and contact us at faithmba.com. Contact us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and say and let us say, listen, what I don't know what it is, but I, I want to help and let us say, man, this is a this is an open that God has for you. Here's a gap you can fill. And show the love of Christ. He, he took 35 seconds. Kurt Scher, talk to me about what you want people to hear right now. How can they get involved? I want people to realize that God has uniquely formed them and fashioned them with an amazing gift. And to take that as a burden to get out um, of your home or your church and get out in the community to do nothing more than show the love of Christ. I mean, I, I wish every believer would see the immense responsibility, and especially in this day and age. I mean, we, we're we not even going to talk politics, but in this day and age, man, they just need us. Mm. Is that 30 seconds? You did good. You did good. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Kurt Scherer, J.P. Klaus, and Bart Azzarelli with FaithTampaBay.com. Thanks so much for being on the studio, in the studio and on iWork for him today. No, thank thank you. As you listen to the show today, you know, this is – this is what the body of Christ is all about. This is putting our faith into action. This is our workplace is our mission field. And sometimes our workplace is our is our neighborhood. Sometimes it's your church. Sometimes it's where you live. Sometimes it's your workplace. But there are needs all around us. These guys are the connectors. FaithTampaBay.com. They'll help you connect 
your body of Christ to the needs of the community and tell you how to help out those around you within within your reach. What a great ministry. FaithTampaBay.com. FaithTampaBay.com. And if you're not in Tampa Bay, they'll give you all the secrets. FaithTampaBay.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.